welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. You know, I'm kind of enjoying this starting just without music. I don't know why. I kind of think it's nice to just come with a punch. Maybe we just do like an outro. What do Maybe. you think? Yeah, I'm fine with me. I mean, I've gotten a lot of compliments here recently. Yeah. So, without further ado, mm-hmm. of course, you've already kind of sort of introduced yourself. But good old Nick. He's back. How What's we up? doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited about this one. This one is a little bit on the personal level, but I feel like it can help people going down the road and just in their daily lives. Um, and it's the art of communication. Mm-hmm. But with when speaking, there also is listening. And that is something I've noticed that I, um, I haven't been very good in lately. And I'll give a little bit of backstory. Um, I was sitting there the other day and, you know, I, I was talking with, you know, Chloe and we're going back and forth. And Real quick, what for context, I, who's Chloe? Chloe's my wife, my beautiful, lovely lady. Um, that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So if she hears this or other people hear this and you can, you know, help me out there and give me some brownie points. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, I was talking with her and I want, I, there's a part of me right now that's, how can I do more? What can I do more to be better? How can I be better? And um, I was like, you know what? I've never actually listened to it. I've always heard about it and the love languages and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to download the book. So I downloaded um, the five love languages, and I can't hold on. Give me one second. I'm actually going to pull it up so that I can give you guys more context. Um, it is the five lung- love languages: the secret to love that lasts by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out, and it's not only for your personal relationships with your wife or your spouse boyfriend, girlfriend, any of that. This can also apply to how you approach uh, relationships with clients, vendors, um, things like that. And I noticed the one thing is is that I was not a good listener. I'm a good talker, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a good listener. So that's one thing I've noticed is Chloe's been talking about things that are going on at work or anything of sorts. I normally just immediately offer feedback and immediately offer ways to fix it. And that's something that I know you and I had talked about that you're guilty with is that you want to have that step in and be able to help. Oh, yeah, Um, big time. And I've noticed that not always is that the case. You have to listen to the certain scenarios and how you have to step back, allow them to speak, offer that ability for them to be heard, and then show them that you hear them, and then say, hey, if you're looking for it, here's my advice. Because otherwise, it's going to come off as very brash. And you're not going to allow yourself the ability to go, I hear you. I see how you feel. I am giving you the ability to feel that way. And this isn't going to say of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to enable your feelings. It's the, I understand where you're coming from, right? And I'm in the middle. I I pretty much just started the book, but it just made me think about, wow, I messed up on a couple of things. I immediately texted Chloe today, and I was like, you know, I'm sorry. I appreciate you for who you are and what you do for me, and I apologize for the way that I came off on this specific scenario. And um, she's like, wow, I I appreciate you saying that. And um, I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of that and – where you could kind of go with it. Maybe we can go down to some of the ways of how to communicate with clients or how to communicate with loved ones and things like that. So what are your thoughts? Well, first off, God gave us two ears, one mouth. Yeah. So start there. I forgot about that saying, and I heard it the other day, and it it popped up, and I was like, yeah, you know, I would probably ought to do that a little bit more. But my title is the CTO. CTO, So it's fine. And we all all need people that, 
are willing to talk because some are out extroverts, some are introverts. So it's funny he says that in the book. You have the he doesn't mean this in the exact sense, but the deadbeat, which is just the person that doesn't always like to talk, they can go from here to Chicago, we're in Baltimore, and not worry about having a radio on or listening to somebody or talking to somebody. Doesn't Versus someone them. like me, yeah. if I'm home alone, I'm talking to myself or I'm talking to somebody. the TV or something. I yeah. like I need something. Well, you know, the guys that guys and gals that, that could drive from here to Chicago and not say a word and not consume a single word and could just live in that world, they could potentially be some of the smartest people in the world. Yes. Because they're sitting there mulling over stuff. Because I'm guilty of that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I'm... I can play both. Like, I can sit in a dark corner in a dark room and no one touch me and talk to me and I can be fine. Like Certainly. I don't, I don't panic at all. There's switches. I can totally switch. I don't need either way. Um... I don't know. I think I'm a, I'm pretty balanced with all that. But either way, when it comes to this whole listening versus talking and all, your everything you said is is very true. Um, now, what I will say is that like when you when you had contact or texted Chloe and she said thank you, that's a two way freaking street. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is is a lot of times us guys we do a lot of research on this. We try to understand our ladies more, and they don't give it back to us. Yeah, ladies, get to get get that fixed. <laughs> because because us guys, yeah, we might be tough and and you know all that, but we still are human at the same exact time, and and we want to hear those things too. Like we we still feel, we probably feel the exact same way. Certainly, it's a it's a give and take scenario. So it's not only do you do you receive, um, but you need to be able to give it. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes when when it comes to the art of 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 listening and the art of communication, you had mentioned something in there that, that's very important and and i wholeheartedly believe in it and it took me a while which is letting the other person know that i hear you i understand and then what i like to do is i like to kind of cliff notes what they said back to them yeah in my own way whether it's through a text or an email or, or my voice um the problem that i have found with a lot of people is that i'll do that back to them and they don't listen to me they only hear what they think you're going to say not what you actually said what was like the conversation we had the other day when you were looking at the title of um our podcast you had said what your brain wanted correct and then your when you reread it it wasn't the exact same so it's part of that there's different languages so like you have your quality time or you have your person that has the materials you can have both in a relationship, but you have to be able to accept one to be able to give one as well. So you have to accept if they are a material person and they give you a gift, you have to show them that you love that. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to give them the material gift, it takes a little bit more out of you, but you're giving them more to their bank to be able to give to you. And then they start to see what you need. True. So it's it's a time and effort and balance thing. So you but it's, it's gotta be an equal. art. It's got to be equal. That's why it's an art. Yeah, it's got to be equal. But it, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that it never feels equal. Yeah. It never does. It, there are some days where whatever relationship you're talking about, whether it's with a friend or with a coworker or your husband or wife or your children, children especially, they, they don't give back mm-hmm. at all. And you've got to understand that, well, first off, they didn't decide to be born. You you chose that. You You performed that act. Whether it was a mistake or not. It is it is wholeheartedly your job as a, as a parent and you know a mother and a father and I best think decision I've ever made. Good, <laughs> I'm glad you think that way. Best decision I've ever yeah, made. Yeah, my my kids are great. I think it's it's funny. I, I look at my kids and I I'm different. 
I didn't need kids to fire me up. I was already fired up and on the straight and narrow. What my kids have done have taught me how to slow down. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like you, you look at your kids, I can't I love it. It's great. Da, da, da. And to me it's like I love my kids, but they they've forced me to slow down and that's been really hard to learn for me because I am fired up all the time. Like there, that's why that's why this podcast is called Life in the Fast Lane. Yeah, well there's also that part of that it is an art. There's a balance. There's always a yin and a yang. Oh yeah. So you always going fast like that, that doesn't give you the ability to slow down and say, Hey babe, I need this or hey babe, let's go do this. Like that's the one thing I have loved about Maylin is like when she she came into the world and Chloe and I Yes, we wanted a kid and all that, but at the same time, it was we didn't quite fully know ourselves or each other in the manner because just over time, we just became distant again. So it's I'm trying to reach out and say, hey, babe, let's do this. Let's do that. So I bought a camera so that I can take the quality time that I know Chloe wants Mm -hmm. because she has voiced it, but I have never actually found a way to act on it or given the ability to act on it. So we're going to go down to a park or something, and we're just going to go for a stroll. And we're going to take the camera, and we're going to take pictures of the plants. We're going to take pictures of Maylin, you know, putting her feet in the water. So we're going to, like, Patapsco, and we'll walk on the river or something. Mm-hmm. And just let her put her feet in and just, just have that quality time. Yeah. You know, babe, we're going to leave our cell phones in the truck. We're going to go do us. Yep. You know, and that's the one thing I would really like to focus on. Or even just, even if you're not going to a park, sit out on the porch. Keep the phones inside. Stay detached from everything else and be fully present. Yep. And that's the one thing that I've, I know the book's brand new. It's just, these are things that I'm putting out there into the world that I'm going to create as an action plan for myself mm-hmm. so that people can hold me accountable and I can show the pictures of Maylin on the porch sitting with us during a rainstorm or something like that. Sure. So. Yeah. It's 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 big um, to listen. Yeah. And, and it's it's awesome. It's all, so, so, okay, when we first started to fire this podcast up, I, you know, Kyle brought this, this, um, this you know podcast to my attention what do you want to talk about and again i've studied it a lot um and my re- not my rebuttal but i guess my my comeback to him was well with listening comes the art of communication yes and how you your body posture matters your your eyes matter your your tone the words you use like there's a communication saying, is a difficult thing because there's five I believe different ways of going about it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I am very, very sure. Like sometimes I can be way too brash. Yeah. Um, I can be. There's a lot of times I'm too nice. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways of going about it, but you've got to have the wherewithal in the situation of who you're dealing with to make sure you speak a language that they understand. Yeah. So the way that I've learned it is, you have your message, yep. and then you have the encoding part, which is you speaking. Yeah. And then you have to get that message across, whether it's text, phone, in person. So that's your what do you your median per se. Mm-hmm. And then you have the decoding, which is how they're receiving it. Mm-hmm. And then you have their understanding of it. Yep. So there's that's your five parts. Is there's five sections that it has to go through before it gets to that person and they're processing it. Mm-hmm. And you have to make it so that it's as clear as possible coming from you in the exact manner that it's trying to come from you to get to that person. Yep. And it's it's hard because if you ever have you ever done the telephone game? The telephone game. So you sit around in a circle with a bunch of people, right? Okay. And you start off with a message 
and you have to make sure that message, because yes. it has to be more than five words or more. Yes, yes, yes. And you have to make sure that message comes goes all the way back around and gets back to you in the exact same order. Yep, it never and does. And it never does. It never does. You know, and that's the thing is, is that's part of communication, is being able to get that message all the way back around in the exact same order so that you clearly communicate it. I, in my personal opinion on that one is that the fact that everybody has their own narrative, mm-hmm. right? And they're all going through all their own little things. And again, it's the tran—it's the translation of the code, the, the sentence, if you will, that you've just transcribed to somebody. Yeah. Right. And when, when you, when you want to hear it a certain way, meaning either take it negatively or take it positively, most people take it negatively from what I can gather, um, which is very, very sad. They, they always look at the, the negative side of things. I don't, I think that's a protection device. I'm not quite sure. It could be. I'm not that person. I typically take things well uh, to kind of a fault, honestly. Um, but it's it's incredibly important that, you know, a lot of people will talk at you. They'll talk with you. They'll talk to you. Then they'll, they'll try to – you'll notice I, I kind of stutter when I say all this because there's so many different – parallels to all this and you have to be a really good judge in the moment of, of the type of person or situation you're in like a police officer they're going to talk at you mm-hmm. i mean they're going to talk right at you sometimes you want to talk in into somebody like almost like a like pour into them mm-hmm. that's when you use very special words like we've talked about using the word home instead of instead of house um or like we don't like to use the word employee around here we try to use team or crew or you know yeah. something like that boys the boys um, young guns. Yeah, literally that's our file in, in our Google Drive is young guns. But then, like, you have to speak differently to me versus how you speak to Sam or how you speak to your father or, or how you speak to Jamie and then do a client. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when it's going to change. It no. just happens. Yeah, and, I, and, and as time goes on and the more you study this, the more, you know, aware you are, it's it becomes and, – and the situation you're in. Sometimes – I have to talk at people here. Like, I have to be yeah. like, this is it. Like, I'm drawing the line right now. Other times, I just kind of, hey, what do you think? You know, and that just kind of throws it up in the air, and we can have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's where I normally go about it. It's like, because I'm not in a position yet to be able to just go and do something. I have to double-check between you and Sam yep. to make sure that I can create a cohesive plan for myself in order to go. And sometimes I don't have the cohesive plan because I have it checked between one and two. Like right now with this venture with media doing the podcasting and everything and as well as doing powder coating, I'm communicating with you. You want to do a podcast today. So that was the one thing I said, Sam, here's my plan today. I'm going to get all these things taken care of and off off our plate. Mm -hmm. And he's like, perfect. And I said, and by the end of the day, I should be able to switch powder so that we can get into these parts. I already have a bunch of these parts because I came in today and was able to get a lasering done on the back bracket for the snowmate. Um, so it's just that's a little bit part of our wins, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's being able to communicate between multiple different people at different times and making sure you have an action plan, but making sure they understand your action plan too. Yes, hundred so, percent. And that's and that's that's big. And and you know. Your vocabulary is very important. The tone of voice is very important. There's there's an age old saying of what sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. No words can hurt you. Yeah, and, and that's I I am going to completely bust myself up here and say that I was the guy. Shoot, not even three four five years ago, I would have told you, 
I'm just going to say what's in my head. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Right? That's not always the case in every scenario. A lot of times, you know, the words you use isn't a matter of someone's a sissy. It's sometimes it's about a matter of the goal isn't to tell them what you're trying to tell them. Sometimes you're trying to communicate what you're trying to explain to them so that we can achieve whatever goal is in front of both of us. It's like if I'm messing up in the powder booth and you come up to me and say, that's a horrible job versus saying, Hey, what did you do to mess this up? Mm -hmm. Right. It's that's me in the second scenario going, okay, I didn't take my time on this. I didn't take the flashlight to double check it. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's something I need to do again and I need to start doing again. And it's what I've been doing is on these previous batches, every batch, I just take the flashlight and I look, make sure everything's good. If I miss a spot, I ground it, I spray it, I put it in the oven to make sure everything's good. And so far that has been the perfect way of doing things. It's way easier to do it that way than have to re-powder something. Exactly. So now instead of getting one of those two messages – I was able to slowly correct myself, figure out that path of making sure, and it's not the path of least resistance in this scenario. It's the path of making sure it's done right the first time Mm -hmm. versus if you came at me and said, wow, that looks horrible. Why why did we even hire you? That's going to make me feel like crap. And then I'm probably, it's not that I'm going to second guess myself, but I'm going to feel crappy. And then I'm not going to want to perform well because I don't see that I'm having any success. And it's just, it, it takes you down this path of misery loves company and you're just you're digging yourself even deeper versus uh you know what i probably should have done this so i'm gonna do it now yeah and that that is a hundred percent true i think on the if you had screwed up enough times i i would come over and go dude what in the hell do we have to do to get you to understand that you got to get this right yeah there that day could come if you don't have the wherewithal that you just explained yeah I'm, you know, I go through situations currently with people where, you know, I don't give them any kind of break anymore because it's like you, you just don't, you don't listen, you don't get it, and you don't, you clearly don't care enough. You say you do, but you, you're not, you're not showing me the maturity and the efforts and whatever. So I don't give it back. Yeah, and because it's 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 just it's just dude, you've already chopped me at the knees so many times. I I can't I can't give you what I once did. And that's that's that that line where the other person has to go. Okay, pause, time out. You know, Nick's not acting like he normally would with me. Well, why? Nick doesn't just do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, if somebody's treating you that way, either a they're having a bad day, or maybe you maybe you fucked up, honestly, and maybe you you haven't done what you're supposed to do. Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in business, whether it's with a client, you know, clients want tasks to be done yeah. right in a business that's what you want in in relationships you know there's checkpoints to hit with each other and if you don't hit them and you continually blow them up in the other person's face they're gonna get kind of tired of it over, over a certain period of time so it's like if you're having a I, i've heard this before and people are like oh well my significant other you know just doesn't do this or that anymore i've, I've heard scenarios before books or whatever and it's like well have you told them and they'd say well yeah of course i've told them and i'm like yeah but did you tell it to them and offer a perspective to them that they understand? Yeah. And I bet you the answer is no. You just yell at them, throw all these expectations at them, make an uncomfortable situation, and then they don't respond. Well, duh. They're not responding because you're being a dick. If you just simply take a second and go, hey, 
this is what I've been trying to say. You clearly aren't understanding me. You know, let help me understand how to talk to you. Yeah. Help me help you. And and when once you have that scenario played out, you're it's going to be a, a winning situation. It, it now, needless to say, too, Kyle, I've been in situations where I couldn't get someone to understand me. I I, I try and I try and I try and I finally, at some point, you do have to give up on people mm-hmm. and say, hey. You're you're clearly in a state where I use my mother in law for instance and and my wife. It's they're oil and water, and I tried to explain to my wife. I'm like, look, you can explain this to her to your blue in the face, and she until until she's t- makes that 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 conscious decision to stop seeing things in a in a light that she's seeing them in. I'm not gonna say what she's doing. It's that's for her to yeah to do. Um, it, you'll never get the result that you're looking for. So first, you know, what's well, the same thing in our scenario too with my mother-in-law? Yeah, same yeah. same thing. So what is the result you're looking for from this person you're talking to, whether it's a customer, client, you know, employee, uh, whatever. Right? Yeah. So what's the end goal? What do you want in that situation? And remember, it doesn't have to be hostile either. No, it, really, hostility is saved for the the explosion at the end, which really doesn't ever have to actually come. Yeah, you could just walk away. Exactly. Like most situations, I'm just going to walk away from. Yeah, because like, it doesn't do you any good, and it yeah. doesn't do the other person any good. So therefore, it, walking away does both good in the end, and it just makes things easier. And if somebody walks away from you, let them. Yeah. Let them. I, there, I, I see that there's like some meme going around where people are like literally tattooing on them. Let them, you know, and once, let it go. Yeah, let, let it, it go. go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I know there's situations where I've I've walked away from whatever, and it wasn't because I'm trying to trigger that other person. It's like I'm gonna go handle my emotions here for a second. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'll literally I'll go in my office, I'll close my door, and I'm like, I don't want any of my negativity and my frustrations to leak out. Yeah, I need to go work on myself for a second, calm down. Whatever the case may be, it may not have anything to do with anybody here. It may be that we had one time a train that had a whole bunch of our parts on it got derailed, and all mm. our parts ended up in some field in Wisconsin. This happened in 2020. Nice. Like this is an actual scenario, and I remember that happened. And I'm like, it just it when it rains, it pours, and it won't stop pouring around here. Like this is just getting old, and it's we did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So I had to just go in the office, close the door, and I literally sat in there for like four hours. But what I know, I don't do. Or I try not to do, and I, I it's a kind of a rule is I never let anything linger for. I shouldn't say anything. There's one thing that lingered for months, maybe years on me. <clears throat> that one was understandable, but I try not to let something go to the next day, right? If it happened at work, I walk out of here, I lock the door, and I walk away, and I'm I'm done. There uh, is one thing that's hard, and I know a lot of people are guilty of it is. If you have something lingering on you, you let it seep onto others. Yeah. And it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah. And it's just something to be cognizant of. If you have something bothering you that day, it's not their fault, you know? And if there is something, you need to be able to speak with them and say, hey, look, like, I have something going on, you know, whether it is them or isn't them. And you just say, look, this is what's going on. I just have to let you be aware of it because it's not that I'm mad at you. I'm mad because of this or I'm mad because of that. Yeah. And if you are mad at them, just say, look, I'm upset because of X and we aren't seeing things straight. How do we get back online? Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be an argument. It's 
you go in, you explain the I feel, mm-hmm. and then you work around that. And you have to always let the other person speak too. Mm-hmm. It's not you get everything out and then you make sure them feel that you're wrong, you're you're right in this scenario. It's that, hey, I feel this. I want to know your perspective and I want to know how we can fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen that so many times and there could be scenarios where it is happening now is like there's sometimes I don't know that I'm making somebody upset. Yeah. You know, because it's not that I, I I lack the emotional intelligence there. It's that I haven't been brought or that hasn't been brought to my attention. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And there's sometimes you can feel the tension, but it hasn't been worded. So you just have to like tiptoe it. Yeah. You know, and it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You, but you you make the best out of it so that everything can keep moving forward. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is like a lot of people say time fixes everything. It, in my opinion, it doesn't fix shit. Yeah. What fixes it is talking it out, having a conversation. I know scenarios I've been in in the past where I'll, I'll I'll be in the middle of talking to somebody and I can just see their eyes glaze over and I'm like, you don't give a shit. I can see as soon as the moment comes when they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I've I've done it with sales too. I've talked so much in a sale where I watched somebody's eyes glaze over yeah. and I was like, Urgh. but that's when you have to step back, let them try to see if you can get them to speak, and then see where the interest is. So it's like, oh gosh, what's a good example? Um. God damn, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But there, there's times where you just you have to let them get their word out first. Oh, Chloe's situation at work. Um, I was letting her speak, and then I would speak. But as soon as I would speak, I would cut her off mm. from where she was trying to go in that situation. Mm. And <clears throat> to give the example broadly, um, Chloe would talk about how she thinks somebody else feels. And it's sometimes... There could be times where they're doing stuff and there's just no emotion to it. They they're just they see something and they're just speaking matter of fact, you know. Versus like Chloe at work, she sends her emails very bluntly. Mm-hmm. It's hey, got it done, thank you, bye. Like she's very quick about it. Versus having some sort of interaction with something and saying hey, thank you, I really appreciate it. I you know I can get this taken care of for you X Y Z and then go about it. Yep. You know and. She said that the other day. She was, you know, very aware of it. Is like, you know, I I can tend to take the emails very brashly. I can hit it with an iron fist, but I can fix it. Yeah, you know? and, and it's, it's fixable. It's sometimes when it comes to a sale, if you see them glaze over, slow yourself down. Don't abruptly stop because sometimes that throws them off guard, and they people don't really like that. You kind of have to slow the train down, let them speak, give them something that you can connect with them on and then go again. That's be, that'd be a great podcast to talk about is how to connect. Yeah. That's a big one. It's hard sometimes. It, it, it can be very hard, but if you have enough self-awareness of the situation in yourself, it's – most people want to connect. Most. I heard this one guy – it was a TED Talk, um, which – not everybody everybody looks at it as a weird way as like oh that's stuff we watch in school no TED Talks are actually sometimes really good um, there was this one guy he was saying sometimes if I am in an in a, uh, if I am in an uncomfortable situation he'll just sit there and he'll just listen to the conversation mm-hmm. and if there's something in there that piques his interest he'll pop in really quick and he'll read their the people's faces and if they automatically like shut down He'll like have a water bottle in his hand. He'll be like, "I gotta pee," and he'll never come back to that conversation again. But 
if he piques their interest and they start to interact with him, he'll continue to go with the conversation. And then at the point where he doesn't like the conversation or he doesn't feel quite as involved, mm-hmm. he'll do the same thing. And he's just like, oh, got to pee and walk away and never see him again. But mm-hmm. that's the ability of connecting and he's, he's able to break the ice. He has their attention. Mm-hmm. They're engaged in the conversation. He's engaged in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I thought it was a really cool way of just, you overhear, he's like, sorry for, you know, barging in, but I noticed that you were talking about this. Do you mind if I offer a viewpoint, mm-hmm. you know, or offer X, Y, Z, or offer something that, you know, you may not understand. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool, but it, it relates to the, the connecting. Yeah, 100%. And one of the things that re- what you were just talking about reminds me of <clears throat> is um, no one likes a know-it-all. Yeah. That is something that really – irks me because there's there's two people i think of when i say that but i, I won't mention names my bad i'll shut up no it has no, no it's not <laughs> you, you don't act that way at all at all but you know when you act like an authority and the, the the truth of the matter is that you don't have nearly enough credentials to then act like an authority in a certain area like, yeah like this podcast i am no authority in in this room i'm offering up an opinion we've said that from day one yeah now there are a few there's a few things i do know but there's there's also a lot of opinions. There's also a lot of variables that go into a lot of this. And uh, these two individuals I'm, that I'm thinking of, you know, I've watched them grow. And when they when they learn something new, they'll just start acting like they know everything about it. And it's like, dude, pause, time out. Like, listen, you saw one YouTube video. Chill out. Pump the brakes. You know, offer up the opinion. I'm now a guru. Yeah, I'm a guru. I'm like, good lord, man. Like, we all know you're not. Yeah. Stop pretending. It's getting old. Um, I used to be that guy. I 100% used to be that guy. And, and you know, I'd, I'd walk around with my iron fist, and I learned that it's just no one likes that. No one likes that at all. They want to be served up a plate with a smile on their face. Yeah. You know? And that's what we try to do here. Like there, there'll be a few times I'll, I'll get fiery because there's a, fir- a few certain things that, gosh, I've just not been proven wrong on yet. I guess. Yeah. Um, but th- in this scenario, it's it's a lot of listening's an art. The the ability to to hear somebody and then comprehend it the way they're comprehending it is is big and far more difficult than most people think because they just comprehend it the way they want to comprehend it. And it's just not how that works. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's an ever... Just understand something. It's an ever-moving target. Everybody, you have to treat everybody just a little differently and speak to them a little different. Some people you need to slap the shit out of yeah. to, to get them to understand. And there's other people that you have to tell them something or offer up an opinion and then let it marinate for like three days. Yeah, and and then three days later they'll come back and you're like, huh, some bitch they were listening. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, with that said, guys, we're gonna tie up this beautiful podcast of of you know the art of conversation and listening. Uh, we got to get going. We got things to do, people to see, and uh, more wins to attack. Um, Was it babies to shake and hands to kiss? No, don't do that. Don't <laughs> shake no babies. No shaking babies. <laughs> um, but you guys get the point. We love you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know Kyle and I enjoy this conversation. We wish we had more time to dive deeper into it. But if you guys have any uh, questions, go to hey, H-E-Y, fastlane at gmail.com. 
shoot us uh, any kind of questions, thoughts, topics you would like us to hit on. Um, any kind of our social media platforms you want to follow, just just Google MulchMate or Dawson MFG and pick your favorite social media platform to follow us on because we're posting everywhere constantly. Um, don't forget about YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, and then if you guys need any kind of coaching, you can go to MulchMateUSA.com and go to the Carlson Coaching uh, Program. And I'd be more than happy to jump on a call with you and help you grow and figure out a better balanced life and how how to make more money uh, in a shorter period of time. Boom. Guys, have an awesome day. We love you, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Don't miss me too much. Adios, muchachos.